and uh, that as we we sing hymns, we sing psalms, uh, we have our liturgy, and we hear scripture, and tonight we come not only to get ashes, but to come and uh, receive the body and blood of Christ in the Holy Communion, that uh, your faith is, is strengthened, and uh, you are blessed with, uh, uh, with Christ alive, living in each of you. And when and when we come up for um, for the ashes, there'll just be two lines. The, our elder will be on one side, and I'll be on the other side. And we'll put it on your head, unless you prefer it, prefer it on your hand. If you do on your hand, please put your hand out, or we will put it on your forehead. So, would you please rise? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Return to the Lord your God. Behold his miracle of mercy. Receive his gift of grace. Abide in his steadfast love. Rest in his unfailing faithfulness. We sing hymn 560, Drawn to the Cross, which Thou hast blessed. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments, as our Lord summons us to return to him who, with repentant hearts, we confess our sins 
and sorrow over them. Cry out for mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We take this time for a silent reflection on the fact that though our sin is great, God's mercy is greater. Hear the good news. God's word declares that he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. In the mercy of Almighty God, his son Jesus was given to die for you, to remove the stain of your sin. For Christ's sake, God forgives you all your sin and renews a right spirit within you. His mercy endures forever because his love for you is steadfast. Please be seated. And come forward as as you will to receive the imposition of ashes. From dust you come, to dust you shall return.
Please rise. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, as we begin our Lenten pilgrimage, we do so in a spirit of repentance. We are sinful and depend completely upon your mercy. Strengthen us by your Holy Spirit so that we might follow you in paths of righteousness. We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Testament reading today is from Joel chapter 2 verses 12 through 18. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and have a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even the nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. And our epistle reading is from 1 John chapter 1, verses 8-9. through 9. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth, sixth chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the word of the Lord.
Please be seated as we sing our sermon song, Lord Have Mercy.
Our sermon text this morning comes from our Old Testament, Testament lesson from the book of Joel, the second chapter, and specifically verses 12 to 18. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So in our everyday life, we don't encounter ashes that much in our contemporary society, do we? You can say nah. Okay. Thank you. We live in a cult, a culture that is, that's, that sanitizes everything. Anything unsightly, such as ashes, has been removed from our view. At one time, you might remember that there are ashtrays all over the place, but now they're out of sight. In fact, even many who used to smoke have switched over to e-cigarettes or vaping, which produces no ashes. I expect that you have to deal with ashes only if you have a wood-burning fireplace. But now even, uh, that is commonly replaced with gas-burning fireplaces. So rarely, rarely in our hygienic lives do we engage with ashes. But one day, every year, we encounter ashes. We engage them up close and very personal. We don ashes on our faces. They visibly mark our foreheads. Of course, that day is today, the day that is called Ash Wednesday. Christians have imposed ashes on themselves for centuries as a gesture of humility and a gesture of penitence. We even read about this in the Bible. For example, Job degraded himself and repented with these words in Job 42, verse 6. He says, in dust and ashes. And Daniel pleaded with God in prayer, fasting with sackcloth and ashes in Daniel 9, verse 3. We are told in the book of Esther that the entire Jewish people fasted and wore ashes in their time of lamentation. That's in Esther chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. The prophet Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel summoned their hearers to repent with ashes And Jeremiah calls out, Oh, my people, put on a sackcloth and roll in ashes. Jeremiah 6, verse 26. Jesus Christ himself refers to repentance with sackcloth and ashes in both Matthew chapter 11, verse 21, and Luke 10, verse 13. All these biblical references associate the sign of ashes with repentance. So also, on this Ash Wednesday, this solemn penitential day, ashes remind us of the need that we have for repentance. So why are ashes then a symbol of repentance? Well, first of all, to get down into the dust and ashes means to humble yourself. It means to go low in a a stance of humility before God. In repentance, we humble ourselves before God. And secondly, ashes are dirty, and so they are re- remind us of the filth of our sin. Repentance acknowledges the sin that clings to you and me like dirt. Third, ashes are associated with death, which is the penalty for sin. After humanity's first sin, God condemned sinners to death by saying in Genesis chapter 3, verse 90, you are dust and the dirt you shall return. The words ashes to ashes, dust to dust are spoken 
at this occasion uh, or at the occasion of many burials. So when you and I repent, we confess that we deserve death for our transgressions. And that brings us to the second and even more important question. Why should I repent? The biblical text for today's sermon tells us why. Joel says in chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. Two times in this text, the Lord calls us to return. Return to me with all your heart. Return to the Lord. And the word translated as return here is, is frequently translated simply as repent. It literally means to turn, to turn from sin and turn to God. It means to make a 180-degree reversal. And the call to turn, to return, to repent, is addressed not to pagans, but to God's people. It is addressed to you and me. So why should we turn? Why should you and I repent? It is because, quite frankly, you and I are sinful. We are continually sinning. Our epistle reading um, makes that clear. It states from 1 John chapter 1, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. A man prayed these words to God. Lord, today I have lied. I have gossiped. I have been unkind. I have lost my temper. I haven't had an, had an impure thought or a selfish motive, but now it's time for me to get out of bed. In other words, it won't be long after arising from sleep that he will commit sin. We also, you and I, are quick to get dirty with sin at the beginning of every day. The mark of sin is constantly on us, and the penalty of death is continually before us. So the first reason that you and I repent is because we are filthy with sin. And the second reason that you and I repent is because God is merciful. Verse 13 of our text tonight says, Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over disaster. You and I repent in order to receive our God's mercy. This Lenten season revolves around the theme of divine mercy. Lent is, an, is a season in which you and I take a look at our lives in view of God's mercy toward each and every one of us in the sacrifice of his son for you and me on the cross. Jesus Christ came to this sin-filled world and took upon himself the filth of our sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says that God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus suffered, and he died to pay the penalty for your sin, every single one of you, my sin the sin of the whole world. He lay in dust and ashes of death for you, for me, and for the world. And all this he did so that you 
could be forgiven of your sins so that you might be washed clean of your spiritual filth. God promises us. He says in 1 John chapter 1, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is why the imposition of ashes today is made in the sign of the cross. Either I or another pastor or an elder today place ashes on your, your forehead in the form of a cross or on your hand. It was a horizontal and a vertical stroke. This declares to us that we have been forgiven. As I look out, I see all these crosses. And it is a reminder that all of you are forgiven because of Christ. You're all looking at me and you see one cross. That means I'm forgiven by Christ also. It attests to the mercy of God. You and I are marked with the sign of the cross to remind us of our baptism when we first received God's mercy. We are marked with the cross to witness to our world that God's mercy are new every single day as you and I live in repentant faith. And so we repent. Today we repent on Ash Wednesday. We repent during the next 40 days, the season of Lent. And we repent every day of our lives. And we do so in view of God's mercy as, we, as repentance and the forgiveness of sin become a permanent mark in our lives. A pastor in a rural community was preparing for this very day, Ash Wednesday service, and he remembered that he forgot to make ashes, which is typically burning the palm branches from Palm Sunday. And so he had no time to order ashes, and then he remembered behind the outbuilding of the church was a pile of mostly garbage, but also last year's Christmas tree, which now was dried. And so he cut it up, burned it into ashes, and when Ash Wednesday arrived, the pastor used those ashes to mark the foreheads of every member of his church. Later that evening, though, he received a phone call from a very angry member. They could not wash the mark of the cross off their forehead. They said the mark is impossible to remove. So the pastor went and said, well, I'll just wash mine off. He could not wash his off. By the time that night was over, he had heard from every member of the church. None of them could wash the mark of the cross off of their forehead. They had no idea why. So they walked around for several days with the cross still on their forehead. They finally found out that uh, apparently that Christmas tree had been sprayed with the dye to preserve the color. And the chemical elements of the dye remained in the ashes and so stained the skin of the people who received those ashes imposed upon their foreheads. The parishioners were understandably irritated 
by the semi-permanent stain on their foreheads. But a lesson could be taken, I think, from that mishap. The unintended but important message arising from this incident, I believe, was that repentance is not for one day. It is to be a permanent mark on your life and mine. And the cross, the symbol of God's mercy, is to be visible in our lives at all times. And so on this Ash Wednesday, and during this Lenten season, and in every day of the rest of your life, may repentance be a permanent mark on your life and mine. And then we will live a penitential life in the view of God's mercy. Amen. Let us rise for prayer. Almighty and merciful God, we approach your throne of grace today as sinners who require your cleansing. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus, who cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Lord our God, for you have had mercy on us and sent your only begotten Son, the long hope for Messiah, to bring us salvation. Pour out upon us the gifts of your Spirit, that we may receive your blessings joyfully and resolutely serve you in all we do. Grant that we may receive the body and blood of our Lord as a guarantee of our salvation and as a foretaste of the feast to come in your eternal kingdom. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and praise, together with the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Our Father, who art in heaven. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. Oh God, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that they turn from their wickedness and, and live. We implore you to have compassion on the frailty of our mortal nature, for we acknowledge that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Mercifully pardon our sins, that we may obtain the promises you have laid up for, for those who are repentant. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. May the merciful God, who is faithful and just, to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, empower you to live according to his good and gracious will, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. We sing our closing hymn, Renew Me, O Eternal Light.
Please be seated. We say thank you all for being here, all of those of you who are online um, participating with us tonight. And we invite you um, to come back Sunday, uh, 9 o'clock service. Uh, we have uh, a guest, uh, David Garrett, who's from our West Portal Lutheran Church um, in the LCMS. He'll be doing a presentation from us for, from, uh, from Jews for Jesus and the Seder meal during our worship service. So come for that. And then next Sunday, 5.30, if you want to join us for a meal, and then we'll come in and, and uh, continue our... What did I say? I just said Sunday? Oh. Wednesday. Wednesday. And uh, then join us for worship afterwards. Let's go in peace. Let's serve the Lord and give thanks that God has forgiven us with all his mercy. <laughs>